0: Level Up Latina partners with working women and mamas alike to guide them in achieving fulfilling career and life goals through financial empowerment, professional
1: or leadership coaching, and personal wellness. Find the unique coaching you need to succeed. You're listening to Vettel, Ceci, and Irene, and we are Level Up Latina. Hello,
2: hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Level Up Latina podcast. This is episode 107 here with another episode. And it's our favorite episode in a way because we get to chat and catch up. It is our random episode and it is the episode where we talk about everything and anything that comes into mind. And so far from our earlier prep talk, it sounds like it's going to be a good conversation because I, I, you know, it's a good check-in. It's a good time. We have so many good things to share But we want to take a moment first to reintroduce ourselves. We are Vero, Ceci, and Irene. Um, I'm Vero. I am the the loca with the three babies, the one, two, and three-year-old, recently married. I am a life coach as well as a business-savvy Latina and very fun-loving. I don't take myself too serious, and I am always up for an adventure. And learning new things. I love the outdoors, even though I haven't been outdoors in a while, especially after I've been pregnant for like four years straight. I love, I love, I love, I love having a group of women around me that support me in my locuras and in my doubts and my moments of insecurity that remind me that I am worthy and I am a chingona. So two of those women happen to be on this podcast with me. So let's reintroduce Ceci and Irene. Hola chicas, como están?
0: Hola, hola. Yo soy Ceci, um, aka mom of twins, ex chola. (laughs) I'll (laughs) talk about that. Maybe I'll talk about that a little later. Um, And also a coach, uh, also a lawyer. And we wear so many, so many crowns, so many, Mm -hmm. so many um, roles in our lives. And um, again, you know, soy Ceci, Eh, somos amigas desde la universidad, so our friendship spans uh, over 20 years. We uh, have this, this podcast and this business. It's our labor of love, and we like to share our stories, and we feel like we have really, really connected with the women that we coach. I love doing what I do. I love just sharing stories and being like Vero with my friends, sharing,
2: reliving, and just being vulnerable. Word. I love that you said crowns too. Thank you, sissy. You know, hats are out of style. We're wearing crowns now, baby girl. Mm
1: hmm. That's right. Um, Honey, got to put the crown on. I am Irene. So happy to be here with all of you. Random episode is one of my favorites too. And as we continue to reintroduce ourselves, I am also a transformative coach, life and business coach here to serve. I'm also someone who loves to talk. So the podcast is my baby. It's our baby, but I definitely spend a lot of time curating and editing and working it out with my partners here who also support all of the facets of running an amazing podcast. So you're listening to this baby of ours that we hope has grown grown with you, that you've laughed with, that you've cried with, because I'm really proud of this facet of our work. But first and foremost, we're coaches. We transform people's lives. I'm a mom of three. I have incredible kids, nine, 10, 14. So it's been a journey being a mom and I love it. My husband is incredible going on 20 years almost of marriage. So my coaching is living, being a mom, being a wife, being a CEO. It's been like my greatest honor. Travel is my passion. It's my jam. I believe in many retirements. If you want to retire, before you actually retire, talk to me. The medicals, the medicals, baby. The you know? baby. I'm mm-hmm. getting ready to go on sabbatical soon. Maybe we can talk about that a little bit later. I love this work. I love helping women. I love these women. They are my coaches too. They are my confidants and we talk about everything. So if you could actually hear the pre-show to the show, you'd be like, damn, they got some
2: and crying and dance. <laughs> there's not <laughs> no
1: like triple explicit. Dip? We can't do like triple Where's explicit it? on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> what are you gonna say? We're you know? the chips for that triple layer dip. Yeah, yeah. We are Is the that? chips <laughs> for the triple layer dip because there's some like oh, a lot that. going on. But we're super proud of this work. We love Level La Platina. We are over hundred episodes in and we have so many incredible clients. We have the guilt free squad. This work is incredible. Everything we do is incredible, but our random episode was birthed many, many moons ago, and we're still doing it, just talking about anything and everything. So buckle up, because that's this episode, and welcome back to our show. We enjoyed reintroducing ourselves.
2: You've been listening. Thank you for your support. Also, if you're new to the show, this is going to be a good one, and also listen to the last ones. You know, you can pick and choose. There's a a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of good ones. Recently, we had our husbands on our our podcast, and if you're a single young woman out there, a single young man, trying to hear some interesting stories on marriage and just life in general and really the importance of having a good support structure, including your partner in your life, make sure you take a look at it. That's one of the recent ones. We also had our Pride episode this month. It was a very genuine, open sharing of the evolvement and becoming who we are and openness. And in in their case was coming out as gay to their families, these Mexican traditional familias. Um, But we have tons of great shows and and lots of uh, nuggets that you can get from each one of our episodes. So check them out, tune in. And if you have any questions on them, hit us up. You know where to find us. Today, we're going to just you know kind of jump in. We had a good conversation off, like Irene mentioned, uh, before we started recording. We're talking about having more kids. And in my case, I am 39. I always want to go back to 38 for some reason. I am 39 now. I turned 39 this year, and I'll be 40 in six months. And I was telling mean that, you know, I would have a fourth child if somebody else had it for me. I mean, I wouldn't carry it. Um, but maybe that might change by the time I turn 30 and I feel like, oh my God, the baby's already growing up. I, we don't have babies in the house anymore. Como voy a sentir? And I've heard, you know, that women feel very like, oh no, my last chance and to have the, my last child. And I hope I don't feel that when I'm 40. But if so, I'm like, I'm okay reaching out for a surrogate. Have you? I mean, I don't know what your guys' thoughts are on surrogacy, and feel I find it like the only way that I would do it. I would adopt as well, but that would be a different process. Um, But in the case of me having a child, that would be the only way I would do it. ¿Qué opinan ustedes?
1: I'm all for it. I think I would do the same if I had the resources to not have to carry my next babies. Like I would have more babies at this point in my life. I wouldn't, but I was telling Veto that I have a family member that is considering that route. And I was talking to my husband about how, man, if this was 10 years ago, I totally would have offered to do this for my family member. Like I think I would have like with my husband's blessing, like to be a surrogate and to use a surrogate. I'm all for it. I wish sometimes that resources were there for folks to be able to adopt that really have a lot of love and and can give to a child and surrogacy was an option for those folks. I do worry about that. There's a lot of people that don't get to have kids because of resources. I would be a surrogate. I would use a surrogate. I'm not going to have any more kids. Like I said earlier, my youngest is nine. So I really feel like I'm so far removed from having little ones. My husband often jokes that we're going to have another one, that we should go for it, that we're still going to have babies. But the truth of the matter is that having babies was a very long time for us at least it feels like that and i wouldn't do it again and i'm also already 40 so i couldn't be someone's surrogate i don't think but i love the you you'll be your own surrogate <laughs> you'll be your own, <laughs> My own <surrogate>. baby eventually <laughs> oops no but i, I loved the idea of it and if you were to go that yeah. route we would fully support you and i know that you would have awesome babies because you already have three they're gorgeous and perfect so i vote yes for surrogacy and i just wish more people had the resources to do it amen yeah yeah,
0: you kind of threw that at me because I was kind of in and out in that conversation, and I don't know. I I don't know that that I could do it at this point for someone. I I don't I don't know because I don't even want to. I was telling um Irene off camera that um uh, that I don't know I don't know that I necessarily want more. I feel like I already kind of crossed that bridge, and it was definitely during um it was during the pandemic. I I I remember sharing that. We got rid of, like, the crib, the last crib that we had and just a bunch of baby stuff and, like, my pump and everything. And I got emotional. I remember, like, that day I got emotional. I was like, okay, this is, like, I'm closing this chapter. I- I'm done with babies. But maybe if I had a boy. The other day, Vero, you shared something about, like, being a, a mom to a boy. And I said, I was like, oh, my God, I got teary-eyed, tiri- oh, too. And, I, you know, I don't even have a son. And so maybe that, like, just to see how my relationship would be with a son, that kind of se but I don't know if my body would be able to take it. Also, I only had one pregnancy. Like, I, not like you guys have had, had three. Like, I had one, but it was double. I don't know. I, I wouldn't call my pregnancy hard. It was just the very, last couple of months I was very heavy, and I was like, it was hard just to be standing up. And I want to say, like, the last two months – Luis was doing all the cleaning and the cooking because I couldn't stand being up. Um, so I'd be scared to get, one, have twins again. And then also I'm going to be 40 this year in, a, what is it, like three, four, like four months maybe. And I don't know how my body would take it. And, but sí, a veces se me I mean, this morning, uh, Samantha touched my stomach and said, Mommy, quiero que tengas otro baby. And I was like, no, no, because I wouldn't be able to have all this fun that I have with you guys right now. And I would have to be with the baby. And then also I'm like, I feel like I'm really thriving right now. I'm, I'm enjoying my girls, not to say that I lose my shit still, but I, but I'm, I'm enjoying my girls. I'm enjoying my husband. We're finally back to having monthly date nights and I'm loving that. And We're doing so well with level of Latina. I enjoy coming here on the weekends and recording our podcast. And then I enjoy having gone back to work in the legal field. And I love my clients, the people that I'm serving right now, I'm doing so many cool things. And so to, to get pregnant right now or even carry someone else's baby. Like I, I don't, I don't think that I can do it right now. Not, not in this next year. I don't know. And, and, after 40, a lo mejor me dan nervios to have another baby, but I haven't completely eliminated that that option, but I,
1: okay. I know it could be a little I, I know it could be a little real. So there's yeah, a chance. Order. So you're telling me, there's a, you're telling me there's, there's a chance. There's a chance. Dumb and dumber, yeah. baby. You know what, I, Ceci, I love it that you're being honest and the candor is there. Like, it's okay to not want to have another baby too. It's okay. Like, society shouldn't have to pressure us into that or you know, it's a decision between you and your spouse and also a lot of times it's really it comes down to you. It's your body. It's you carrying this baby for nine months. You nurturing and taking time off of work. There's still kind of that disparity where women take weight more time it's shown statistically like our careers get hit because we are the ones that actually stop to have the babies mm-hmm. and so guilt-free ladies yeah. out there that like you're done at one good good for you like no pressure you're done at one and that's good Or you're done at none or if you decide to have a family of 12 good for you as long as it's what you want you know mm-hmm
2: So so would you consider a surrogate though? Instead of you carrying the baby, would you consider a surrogate?
0: I don't know because it just goes back to the same thing, right? I I would still want to like take time to be with the baby because thank God I was able to do this with the girls and I enjoyed that time. I would feel guilty for not giving that space to my next child as well. You know, like, okay, I left my, you know, my legal career to be able to do that for two years with the girls. I don't regret it. I loved every minute of it, but now I'm like, okay, jumping back into it. And, you know, it's, it's been a learning curve, but I've, I've enjoyed it. And I've, I I think I'm, you know, we're doing well with the organization. So, um, but so, yeah, I don't know. I don't think so. And
2: and then you have us though, to remind you that you're going to be living a guilt free now way in evolution in your life. Right. Because there's different things and as we go we learn right so the, the, we you learn from it you appreciate it having that but it doesn't mean that you would want to do it again and it doesn't mean that you're that you would love this child any less it just means that at this moment in time in your life it's not what you would want to do but then uh, obviously other things would have to come into play like do you, you know who do you um, leave your child with for child care like who has to be the right person that will care for them and provide them with this love and and they would know and they and nourish them in that sense right nourish your little bodies with food and that's, that's what was love so that's right we,
0: we got lucky with our nanny because she's still she's still our sitter uh, to this day when we go on date night viene uh, doña Mari doña, do- doña Mari doña yes. Mari. <laughs> she comes and she stays the night and you know she also helps us with the house and you know the no guilt there because <laughs> nos ayuda con lo que puede en la limpieza because God knows que ahorita no puedo and um pues sí sin vergüenza she comes and she stays the night nos cuida a las niñas and las niñas la quieren mucho you know so so i think it, if that was the, the the case and she you know se presentaría la oportunidad de tener otro bebé. She would be our nanny because
1: we ya, ya tenemos plena confianza en ella. I want to mm-hmm. touch on something you said, Ceci, about like no shame, no guilt cuz you need the help. I think that's such a great transition from our last generation to this generation that and we have to continue to push that that we don't have to be like our moms and our moms didn't necessarily do it all right. They were human. Mm-hmm. My mom is 80 and she cleaned houses her whole life, great cleaner of homes. She was self-employed, so she was very successful. She did actually really well for herself. But she had kind of always talked about how, like, I clean houses and my house is a mess. But she was one of those people that her house was actually clean and thinks her house is a mess. It's like, oh, my God, Mm -hmm. dear mom, please. So that pressure kind of was put on my sister and I to kind of always have her house look a certain way when people came over. But I was quick to get, like, a maid when I had little ones because I was like, "Mm -mm mm-mm-mm. Like, I'm not cleaning the blinds. I'm not cleaning the baseboards. I'm not on my knees. I've done it. I will do it. I did it before. I had three kids. But at some point... When I became CEO of my organization, I was like, Mm-mm, I'm not going to do everything. I'm not doing everything. I'm not still going to keep up with this house. And it's okay yeah. to have help. Back to my 80-year-old mom. She can't see. She can't walk the same. And she is so resisted to getting help. She doesn't need mm. to clean the house. She doesn't want my brother and I to hire someone. And honestly, it's because for years she ragged on that indirectly. She kind of ragged on people who needed help. It's like this cultural thing like, yeah. I know, que casa. Yo no que... yeah. it's like this pressure, this stigma. So it's sad that we even have to say, like, oh, I have someone help me and I don't care. I'm not ashamed. I'm not embarrassed. That's so sad that, that having help becomes this thing that's like a negative when it's okay to need help it's okay if you can afford if you have resources to have someone that can help you around the house that can watch your kids like you said be your nanny That's okay. And I feel for my mom's generation, for instance, that they won't take the help. She does not want the help. And my brother and I are like trying to really convince her. And then my brother and I have this little secret pack that we're just going to get out of the house. She's not going to know. We're going to have someone come once a month and we're going to have someone do some deep cleaning. My mom's house is not like a rat's nest or anything, but she needs the help and we can do it. And someone else can do it. And we're going to push through, but her ego the way she was raised, her old school mm-hmm. thinking makes her really, I don't know, just feel like that's not the way to go. And almost looks down on the fact that I did have a maid at some point in my life. And I just feel for her because I think that's just traditional stigma, crap, people judging. How were, how is somebody else going to do it for you? You have to clean your house. And how are you going to have a maid? And all these layers of guilt. That actually just came up with my mom.
2: My mom doesn't, you know, she had, she had been happened over in a while, um, maybe like two, three weeks, but She came over yesterday briefly because I had some work to do, and I was, you know, I had a a couple coaching calls, and I had to just organize my thoughts for today and and just prepare, right? So she comes in, and she comes in with bolsas already, like she assumes that we have no groceries. She assumes that, you know, that I don't have the right things that she might need if she needs to clean something. And then she walks in, and she's like, "Oh!" And it just so happened we ended up getting someone to do our lawn, so because uh, I'm like, we have our own, you know, we have our weed whacker, we have our tools that we need our equipment, the the lawnmower. But there's times where like, auto's busy. And even if we plan to do the garden, you know, the yard on on a weekend, no se puede, it like drops on the priority list, you know. And sometimes we prefer to get some rest than to go and do the the, the lawn. So I'm just like, my mom is lavando los trastes and I told her, please don't just leave them. I'm going to put them in the dishwasher. Like, okay. Um, b- mind you ladies, I had never used a dishwasher in my life. Okay. In yeah. our families, when we would go like to out of town. My sister used to have time chairs. So we would go as families to visit like different places in Cali, just go on vacation. They don't believe in that. Right? Be
1: they don't believe in dishwashers. Yeah, no. no, they no. don't believe
2: in dishwashers. So we never use We would use them as a, the dry rack. You just wash the dishes on the sink and put them away in the dishwasher. And it's no, like, it's my no my sister the,
1: like their storage. My sister has like pots and pans and stuff that's put away in there, in her oven and in her <gasps> dishwasher. It's like her topperware oh, in yeah. there. But they don't, they have to lavar a mano because that's what our moms did and all that whole thing.
0: My, my mom yeah. used. My mom had a, a dishwasher uh, in our first home that they purchased, my parents, and they u- would use it as storage for bags, like las, pl- las bolsas de plástico del grocery, um, ahí las guardaban todas, estaba retacado
2: de bolsas, that's what it was used for. But I digo, so I'm like, "Mom, no, uses, no, no los laves, yo los voy a lavar in um, the dishwasher, you know?" and She's like, "No, pues estos ya los voy, ya los lavé." And while she's washing dishes, mira que empezaron a cortar el zacate. So she's like, "Ah, oh, sí si contrataron jardinero." Pues mira, mija, because you know our house, my our old little house just got sold. So she's like, ese dinerito que tienen rápido se les va a acabar si lo andan gastando en cositas así yes, and I'm like okay. ay madre pues para que más queremos el dinero like what else do we want money for like, my mom would Irene, say you exact mentioned thing. you became CEO you know and like you became CEO and you're like there's, there's certain things that I'm not going to have time for and I, I need to keep my sanity and I just well I'm okay paying for this because it's convenience to me it saves me on time and it helps me maintain my home and it makes me feel better so in this case, I was like, yeah, mom. She's like, como que tu, no, puedo, no lo puedo hacer oto." Like my husband, she's like, you can do it sometimes. You know, like the weed whacker isn't hard to do. I'm like, mom, I can do it. I can add it to my list, but I choose not to. I would rather have someone that's a professional and does this for a living, come to my home, do it right, and I will pay them for it. I'm like, you know what? Yeah. It's worth it. It's worth it. It saves me three hours of being out there in the sun, having to worry about my kids running into the street while I'm trying to cut the lawn, mow the lawn. Like these things are okay. So I'm, I'm sure she was like, ahora, "Ahora dishwasher, ahora tienes jardinero. Que ahora que más sigue." You know, and 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 the thing is, like we love our moms, right? But they just they they just know how to like layer on that shame and layer <laughs> on that guilt and just make you feel like. Yeah pues no serviste para nada. Even though they don't say it, it's just in the way they address things and I'm like, "Oh my god, mom, like it's fine, you know." Yo yo con mi mamá
0: y mi suegra también, I had to tell them, de dejen ahí, dejen los trastes, you know? Like, well, I'm going to put them in the dishwasher. Ah, no, pero esto es rápido rapidito. And I was like, Dude, así rapidito, entonces no lo voy a, no voy a poder llenarla for nighttime and like run it. So it's like, no, no, rapidito, it's fine, dejen ahí. And, pero they always do it y, y se ponen lavar los trastes. Um, y también me ha tocado that when, you know, Dona Maris here, like clean, like either my parents have been here or like my suegros have been there, like, oh, like, you know, como que se les, les sorprende that Dona Maris is going to come and clean and then we're going to leave. Ah, y, y se va a quedar, I'm like, yes, yeah, va a quedar a limpiar, you know, like that you know, that's what she's here for. Y como, no nada, but like como es estubero, like the, they have a certain way to kinda like make it feel like awkward that like they're there and that
1: they're and, gonna, yeah. and it's it's just a hot mess too because as much as that's true, like they want to get used to it, then I end up cleaning before the maid comes. It's this whole, like, it can't be that dirty. I thought we got the maid so she could help you. And we're not trying to come across as these elitist people that have maids. Like, like, it's not that at all, by the way, no. guys, friends no. that are listening. Okay. It's this balance, you know, it's this, it's this really great balance about the next generation. There's just more that you can do when you have to embrace and accept and take the help. I think, which is the lesson here for my husband and I, we used to fight about who was going to do the dishes early in our marriage. And it was your mm-hmm. turn. It was your turn. I don't like you do them at least I did them it was like the dumbest little fights and we would fight about whose turn it was to do the laundry and then one day we just realized like okay oh, the we need a system who's doing what and never again argue about it so I was the dish queen he was the laundry king and then when we had our kids they had to learn to do it so what I kind of love about this is like we don't use a dishwasher here because we don't have one a eh? when we've had them we've let the kids be like the leaders of that but I haven't done dishes in years because my husband took it on and then my maid, when she came, the day she came, she did the dishes and then my kids took it on. So the kids are learning these valuable lessons about, you know, privilege and access and all that, but you still have to be able to do for you, but no guilt. If you had the resources to also have the help come in and support you and doing for you. So my kids know how to clean, but show it's not that they're these little prissy kids that don't know how to clean. They do a lot around the house. They're expected to do a lot around the house. We don't just give money to our kids. They have to earn it, solve problems. So they will come to us and say, I need 15 bucks. What can I do? You know, pick the weeds. I need 20 bucks. I'm in the movies. What can I do? Okay, clean the lawn, furniture. Here's the upholstery cleaner. Like that's our way. That's our way of doing it. Like you have to yeah. have your own system to teach that. But then one day, these are the same kids that I hope can afford help. That I hope can have worked so hard to have great lives have, and still respect and treat these people that have great careers. Like the girl that we follow on Instagram, Ceci, Amaro Cleaning, she's killer. She's an awesome maid who loves being a maid, who teaches us all these cleaning hacks. And I love her profession. So every profession is needed and valued and no shame in needing Mm -hmm. it for yourselves. Raise your kids how you want. I just think the moral of the story is that we need to be okay with, letting go of the guilt and not doing things because how it's going to look because I've had the same my mom has told me the same things like Pedro has heard like now you're going to spend your money my mom used to rag on our traveling like crazy and ragged and ragged on it and she heard that I'm leaving for a month this summer and she's been nothing but supportive loves where I'm going thinks awesome. it's great super happy for me granted I'm the same kid that left for a whole year so talk about like anchoring expectations she's like as long as she doesn't leave for a whole year and uproot her life <laughs> a month is nothing but it took me years of like that guilt of feeling judged of feeling shamed of feeling like like they told Luis, we said in our husband's episode that they were like, why are you going to go to Mexico for six months to the violence or whatever? We heard the same things and you have to power through because it's your life. And now my mom doesn't say things about travel. She's changed her perspective. So it sucks, Vero, because you have to hear the judgment, but then also it shows them to be like, help is okay. Using the dishwasher is okay. Yes. I'm not going to learn how to use the damn weed whacker. I am not.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I know how to do it and I enjoy it. Like, but you like doing it. But I've always been very hands-on, like my dad used to work construction so he would come home with all these things and yo me salia con el martillo hammering nails like I I love seeing the jackhammer being in use like I loved being out like my parents like my dad and my uncle helped put up part of our barra like our, our fence like the brick fencing and I would love like mixing the cemento and like seeing how they would lay the brick and like things like that really I enjoy them and it's funny because I've learned little things like that, you know, through my dad working construction, my brother's an architect and he's he's a project manager and he manages these huge, massive projects in the Bay Area. And I've seen them like from the ground up, you know, like foundation wise, like everything that goes in, like I I know I have an understanding of it. So now when I watch HGTV, I know what they're talking about when they're building and fixing, remodeling homes. And it's trippy because I think I mentioned this to you ladies other time, when we're moving into our new house, like we had, we paid a contractor to just, you know, make little fixes here and there. And we had them, you know, add, you know, recess lighting to some of the rooms that had nothing. We took away things, we painted little things that, Obviously, we could have done if we had the time, but and things that I would have loved to do if I had the time, but I just didn't. One part was there was only one job I had to do in the dining room besides paint was take off a little bit of leftover, like um this is uh, linoleum flooring or something like that. And and there was the carpet part where the the you know the not the chimney, the chinera where they have their vitrina, you know, where they put all their fancy dishes. That part was so heavy, they never lifted it off to take off the carpet, but they left a little square of carpet there and a little part of linoleum on one side, and the rest was wood and looked nice. But they stained it, and it was off colors. So when they peeled the the carpet, no sé, quedó mal. So I said, can you guys please just, like, stain the dining room? I I want it to be – if it's to match the dark color that's already there, even though it doesn't flow with the rest of the house. It's okay. It's the dining room. So I I know what goes into – flooring in the sense of wood flooring for the floor you know you have to sand it down you like add the paint then you like all the stuff that goes into the steps tell me why it seemed like they just added the stain and I was just so bothered by it so bothered by it because they took off the linoleum they took off the carpet Yeah, the como chunks of like glue still stuck I'm like did they not even not sand okay. it down Mm-mm. so I was telling Otto I was like oh my god I was telling my husband I was like look look what they did and he's just like looking at me like Como que tú que sabes. You know, he was giving, he wasn't telling me that, but his body language and the way he would re- respond to my comments about it, he felt I was complaining to him because he was in charge of the project that things didn't get done right. I'm like, I'm not complaining to you because you were in charge and that you should fix it. I'm saying that the people that were doing it, that we paid, didn't do their job to do the work. Can I do it? Yes. He's like, Well, how much do you think it would cost you? I'm like, It would probably cost me with the hours and time of I mean, you want to pay me my labor. And the tools that we need, I'm like a thousand bucks. I can do this for a thousand bucks in our own time. He's like, well, oh, it's gonna suck. Like, and I told him like, I feel like you are judging the fact that I know this. Like, why do you think I, I don't? He's like, why? Don't, he's like, why well, don't think you have? Like, what are you? What are you? What are you basing your your opinion on or your, your judgment on? I'm like. On the fact that I know, on the fact that I know that I've seen it firsthand, I've experienced it, I've watched on TV, I've I've had seen people do it, I've I've helped my brother run you know um, projects like that's why I know. Like I feel like you make me feel dumb in the sense of you don't even know what you're saying. So
1: anyway, with all of that, metal, you were like, jumble. I feel like I know because there's glue there. <laughs> and like, no, and I know there's cause glue because yeah, like, it looks what? shitty. <laughs>
2: It looks shitty, so I'm like so embarrassed of this I don't But you know what? Let it be. I was like, you know what? Let it be. We'll figure it, we'll figure it out later. Yeah, ahorita no se puede hacer. So anyway, that those are little things that we just have to let go. So I I, I recently, you know, as coaches, we we help make people make decisions, right? And we help them make decisions in different parts of their lives. And in this case, I'm like, I'm gonna make the decision to not get upset over this. I'm gonna make a decision to not be so nitpicky about certain things. And it, ha- it really makes my life happier. Like before I told you guys, I made a decision to lose that anger that I would have, that I would just come out of nowhere and, and I would say things that I didn't want to say. And then I felt like an asshole and, and I was a bitch, you know, in this case. And, and I was like, I don't like how I, how I, the person I become when I'm angry. I don't like the person I become when i So I made the decision to change it, Like, let things process. Don't just be reactive and respond. like really process things and then find the words to communicate either where I'm in agreement or in disagreement of whatever. So in our life we learn that and in a fl- as life coaches, we bring that to the table with our clients. And if you're anyone out there that's looking to make a, de- a decision, We are the people for you. If you're looking, if you feel comfortable with myself, with Ceci, with Irene, and you, you know, the fact that you get to know us through this podcast and you're like, I see myself in their stories. I identify with it. I relate with it. And you need some guidance and support in making some changes and making these decisions that will be life-changing. Hit us up, girl. We are, we live for that. We live for it to make an impact. We want to, you know, encourage you and motivate you to take action into improving Your life for you, for the better version of you and your future self, thanks you for it already, you know?
1: Yeah. And it's like, I think people think, oh, it sounds so easy. But where coaching comes in is, I said earlier, like, I'll fight with my husband about the dishes the solution was help that like we got into an argument about something that needed to be maintained and the solution was letting it go all those things that are solutions they sound so easy but you really don't do them and especially if you're not in practice mm-hmm. you're not used to doing them and that's like the beauty of a coach and a guide that forces you to show up do the things you avoid doing even though you know mm-hmm. better like you know better that your mom's judgment actually holds you back But yet, you'll let your mama's judgment hold you back. We are deeply rooted in our upbringing and what we think and what people think of us. And you got to work through that crap. And you got to work through that crap with a person that's not going to judge you, that knows the drill, that's lived it. So, Veto's absolutely right. You need help kind of breaking those habits or those patterns that we don't even know that we have to have a more enriched life, to have a better relationship with your spouse, to not get angry and not like the person that you become, right? And to not feel guilty when your family's kind of like, we're going to leave your maid here cleaning up your house. Like, isn't that a little (laughs) strange? And since he's Like no guilt-free evolution. It's on my T-shirt. Let's go. She's literally wearing a sweater that says guilt-free evolution. That's beautiful. (laughs) And you're like, no, read the sweater. Read the sweater.
0: Read the sweater. It's so comfortable, by the way. Yeah, it's on our website. Don't miss it. It's our summer launch sweater. So don't miss it. It's so comfortable. We wear it every day, all the time, and it's warm. And it's like.
1: A teal, like what color is this? Like a teal? It's like cypress Colors. green. Get the help to change the mindset yeah. that keeps you back. Because I think that's what it is to be leveled up. Like you're leveling it up because you want to enjoy the fruits of your labor. Like what's the point of working so hard? And then you're not willing to pay for help. A gardener, a mm-hmm. maid, a, or uh, even yeah. worse, like people who won't go and take care of themselves. You don't go to the doctor. You don't want to deal with that. Chip tooth, and you need to go to the dentist. Like people have <laughs> some real stuff they're avoiding, and it's like we're working yeah. hard in this life to level up, to take care of our bodies, our minds, and go to the spa every once in a while, or go to the spa a lot. Like if you can afford or it, the no Yes, tell us that'll be getting the line. She gets the massages, she gets the chiropractor, oh, the yeah. breaker in a couple of pieces. I love that we're always seeing Sassy's self care routine. Like you have a whole closet mm-hmm. dedicated to this, a walk in closet with like your beauty foundation, yeah. right, for self care. Yeah. Yeah. I have my
0: little refrigerator that I have to turn off for our podcast recording because it makes a little, you know, refri- it's a refrigerator. So I have to turn it off. But yeah, it's for my cremas. It, I, that's like, I enjoy doing it. Maybe I'm not consistent, but then I, you know, me acuerdo, veo el refrigeradorcito, has our level of platina sticker on it. So I'm like, okay, it's like my reminder. All right, get on it, you know? And, and I, you know, sometimes I, I don't. It's like, I'm, this, this week, this week, I was so tired that I was in like, you know on it because I did so much I did so much like work Wednesday I had a long ass day I worked a full day then I came home and I'm participating in this like community design program that's the one I mean that you were like oh my god you sound so excited it's a local like project here in the city paired us up into three different groups and it's for the Latinx community Latino community Latina community but it's so that we can kind of come up with a project to introduce end of life planning and particularly that, um, advanced healthcare directive that you have to fill out when you're at the doctors and the doctors don't necessarily tell you about it until like disease or you're going to go under for a surgery. So it's like, but it's like, it's such an important document that you must have or that you should have, you should have, it's not required that you should have. And it's like, it's like uh, life insurance or car insurance that you like, you get it because you're an adult. So why not have this? So anyway. That's the project that I'm working on. And I worked on it three hours on Wednesday. And then I was like super agotada, like done. I was done, done, done. Y me acosté. And then I was like scrolling through Instagram. but um, me acordé de un proyecto that us as Level La Platina are working on. So I remember I was like, I got on it. Estaba cansada. But it's like, what? Well, you know what? We have to do this work. And we, you know, we're committed to our community. We're committed to Level La Platina. So let's get on this and let's work on this project. So. That's our partnership with Riso Curls that we have going on right now. It started this week on June 21st, and it's going until July the 5th. And it's our promo code. It's capital, all capitals, L-U-L. And so if you're into Riso Curls or you want to check them out, make sure you use the promo code L-U-L, as in level of Latina. But it's all capitals, three letters, L-U-L. And make sure you use it. You're helping our community impact program. Our community impact program, or CIP, as we like to call it, is a program that we started earlier this year to help women that need the coaching, want the coaching, but don't necessarily afford it. It's a really cool program that we're we're focusing on this year. And we've partnered with Rizos Curls this year to make it happen. So again, if you want to check them out or you already have their products, make sure you use the promo code LUL.
1: They're great products, too. I mean, Vero is the one that introduced us to them because she's the original curly hair from the curly hair gang. Mm -hmm. And they are at Target. You see them at Ulta now. Vero mentioned they have a partnership with Ulta. I mean, Latina owned, incredible. That's just incredible. So you get to support a Latina owned business. You get to do something great for your curls to tame them. I'm getting another little set of their like travel deep conditioner because I think it's awesome. And yeah, so use the code shop there. It's a great product. And I'm sure you've heard of them. If you haven't, check them out on Instagram.
2: Yeah, they're a really cool company, and like I said, it's always good to support, always good to support. Um, It's so trippy how we were talking right now about our moms and all this stuff, the negativity, but a veces también quien las entiende, they finally jump on board, right? And they're like, my mom, you know, I was traveling when pregnant, like, no te vayas embarazada, and it's like, you know, I went, and now she's like, "Oh, you can't even travel anymore. How do you feel about not being able to travel?" And, and she's like, "You love being outdoors. You haven't been outdoors." So it's like, So for us, I think any listeners out there, they can you can relate to. There's the sides of our moms that just don't understand us, but then when they finally get to see who we are, and we're we're you know missing out on certain things, and they're like, "¿Pues qué pasó con esto?" You know, like, you know, you know, they for solamente, y eso, no más un mes? Like, uh, like. Uh, like Things like that, like, our, our, you know, we have to bring them along. Uh, we've mentioned this before in, in in our conversations about how as we're leveling up as first generation, you know, kids, we're bringing we have to bring our families along. And it is difficult. It is difficult being first generation. Our experience is unique. Um, we're bicultural kids, right? We're, we're, we're uh, adopting these American ways and still holding on to who we are as, you know, what our parents have taught us at, at the, that Latino or the the Spanish speaking culture and like what, what we bring along with it. So there becomes a point where we're having this tug of war. So if you're out there and you're experiencing, you know, you're having these, you know, these questions about, you know, who am I as this first generation person? Like, it's right. Take a deep breath. And if you need assistance in anything and guidance, find that support system. Find that support system that's going to help you, you know, bring some answers into your life, or at least some ideas, spark some ideas that will guide you in that direction. And for some of you that are looking for a life coach, and you know, in our culture, no se eso, like a coach, like a life coach mm-hmm. or a business mm-hmm. coach, like you just figure it out, you know. Um, for a lot of us, are learning to reach to, reach out and ask for help in in different aspects of our life. You know, our professional lives, our personal lives, and and talk about money when we don't talk about money with our families and or sex. You know, there's all these things like relationships. Level of is here for you. We're here for you. We will you know bring it on real. We'll lay bring the realness. A very neutral position is that what we hold as coaches. And we are here to share our experiences, our our, our what we've learned, and make sure that we, we bring it out in you. Like Make sure that you become your authentic self and you learn to make the decisions that will make you have leaps, 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 leaps in your growth. I'll make sure to share that information of where you can find us. But yeah, if, don't feel like you're alone. So you're not alone in this experience. Speaking of the topics that we don't have with our families or we we didn't have growing
0: up, something that came up and especially in light of like it being like pride month and we just had Las Efes talking about this and how the challenges that they had, I was beginning to kinda, think about like how am i going to have like a conversation with the girls i don't know if they were too if they're too young about same sex couples and you know we live in san francisco where it's a very open city and sanctuary and like i love the city and you know what it offers but it's like okay we we have to have that conversation soon i don't know how to have it i don't know when um, but so the other day, I, I want to say that within the last two weeks, um, the girls came home from school and, um, I think it was Paula, Paula, you know, Paula, you know, she captures everything. Se de todo, es bien detallista. So she was like, mommy let ¿sabías que los los hombres, los niños se pueden casar con los niños y que las niñas también se pueden casar con las niñas? And I was like, yeah, yeah, sí se puede. Like, um, that's true. And I was like, okay, cool. You know, here's my moment. We were driving home from school. I had picked them up. And I said, ¿quién te dijo eso? ¿Quién te dijo? Les, oh, Miss Jocelyn. Miss Jocelyn es su maestra. And I said, ¿qué qué fue lo que les dijo? Les, ah, pues nos dijo que, you know. Que se pueden casar las mujeres con las mujeres y que los hombres con los hombres. That eso eso puede ser. Entonces, yo no sé si yo me quiero casar con una mujer o con un hombre. And I saw that. I kind of like used that opportunity. And at first I was like, oh, okay. The, here's my moment. But also, que bueno, because I was excited and proud of their school because they go to a Catholic school. And so the fact that, yeah, so the fact that they brought this up and she said, oh, because Mr. So-and-so, you know, he's married to a man. One of the teachers there that's employed uh, apparently is married to a man. So I think that's why they started the conversations to normalize it with the kids. And I was like, man, go, you know, their school, because it's like a Catholic school and they're like being allies you know I don't know that they accepted or whatever because of the the beliefs and what but they're allies and so I was so proud of that and so we again we were having that conversation and we've had it here and there especially this month and Um, yeah, it's been a learning, a learning experience for them. And for me, like, cause I was, you know, again, I was, I didn't know how I was going to start having that conversation with, with them. And, um, anyway, that was one of the, one of the things that came up this month with us, just teaching them and learning with them. And then knowing how to parent that that's, that, that was a lesson
1: that I learned, This month, I had like the same exact conversation with my almost 15 year old about same sex relationships and it just came up organically because we were talking about him having a girlfriend right now. And it was really sweet because the whole story about having him having a girlfriend was super organic. And it's a testament to the fact that he and I have spent a lot of years talking. You know, when you're being a parent, sometimes you think about the times that you're messing up, the times that that you yelled, that you went too far. Like your memories are like the times that you think them and you shouldn't have or the times that you said something you shouldn't have said. And I want you ladies to forgive yourselves. Uh, This is kind of taking a, a turn and we are changing the topic. But lately, I've been really reassured about the children that I'm raising and my son and the way he is with me reassures me. And he was telling me the story about his girlfriend, and it came up very normal. I've been hearing about this girl he's been hanging out with, and then it became a group of girls, a group of guys, and uh, organically, things would just come up about the girls and who was hanging out and blah, blah, blah. And one day, he said he was going to go to the mall, and he just mentioned the one girl, and I said, oh, is she your girlfriend? And he mentioned very casually, yes. And I said, oh, that's exciting. And his dad walked into the room, and I'm like, hey, guess what? Close the door. Your son has a girlfriend. Awesome. What's her name? Tell us about her. And it all has happened so naturally, organically, and it's because we've always. He's just kind of talk. Like, I know who his friends are. I know who he's hanging out with. I know where he's going. And if he's just going alone somewhere with someone, that must mean something. And it was just beautiful, Zazie. But a couple days went on, and we went on a bike ride recently, and we were talking again about his girlfriend. And I said this silly joke, um she's mixed race. And I was like, oh my God, so cool. That is so cool. And then he's like, mom, why does that even matter? And then he's like, it's so funny that you and dad always ask me about like culture and like, oh, is that, is he, is he Asian? Is she white? And then I talked a little bit about how we did not grow up with enough diversity we just grew up in a neighborhood where it was black and it was latino and that's all we knew and in order to make white friends like we literally had to go to college and the first time i tried indian food i was like 30 and i was like you know we're actually interested in that because we love that we love that you feel that you belong we love that you feel that you have access and like you can date anyone like, of course it wasn't a question like we didn't care about your girlfriend's ethnicity at all like we just want to know if she's a good person and that's always going to be what it's about like are they good people like if you're telling me you're dating a girl that uh, worships the devil and just got out of prison i might have a problem with that but that. Has nothing to do with her culture. That has nothing to do with her, even like her sexual identity. I mean, you can date someone that's transgender, son. You can date a guy. Like I really don't care about any of that. I want them to be good people. It's what you deserve. We always tell the kids you deserve a great life. You deserve a great family. So now I'm going to say you deserve a great relationship. And I'm talking to my almost fifteen year old. It's crazy, but I use it. I use the window to talk about. Not only is their culture not going to be a factor, but their sexual identity is not going to be a factor, but I still will always have an opinion if I feel that the person around you is making terrible decisions from a character standpoint, from a moral standpoint. Like, yeah, can you have a druggy girlfriend? Yeah, no, I'm not going to be down with that. You're going to hear my opinions and I'm going to have strong opinions about that, but it's never going to be about what they look like, how they choose to identify even how they dress, you know, those things are people's personality, but it was such a great opportunity and it reaffirmed, which is why I started the story that like, there's some things we're doing right. All those times that I was hiring on Isaiah, that I spanked him, that I shouldn't have, that I yelled at him, that I felt like, is this going to scar him for life? I'm looking and seeing that He's turning into such a great young man and he's sharing these things with me. And I look back at my 15 year old self and my mom did not make it okay to say I had a boyfriend. Mom did not make it okay to say that I wanted to spend time with him. My mom guilted me once when she saw me holding his hand and she saw that and then told me like months later she like sat with it that she saw me holding a boy's hand and took the opportunity months later to make me feel bad about that like oh my god how far we've come and i yeah. think she would die if she heard that i was telling my son you can date a transgender person you could date a boy she would die <laughs> but it's so, it like metal said it's not their fault it's not yeah. their fault they're growing they're learning and i know that my mom would accept whoever my kids dated, when it came down to it, her 90 year old self, if one of these kids comes to her and says, mom, this is who I'm dating and we're the same sex, believe it or not, I think my mom would accept this. She judge it a lot, but she I really believe and I pray that she'll come from love no matter how Catholic she is. So I said a lot. The point is that love is love and moms, like whatever your approach is, spend that one-on-one time, talk to your kids, mm-hmm. be open, open their minds and then you might be opening your parents' minds too. It's really cool.
2: I watched last night the uh, the Pink documentary on Amazon um you know she's like a lot of people don't do this you know she's an artist and she's on tour and she has kids you know she has an eight-year-old and then she has her three-year-old son but she hits on the fact that she talked about this memory she's like that her mom shared with her she's like i that i that her mom told her i never thought that it was you were able i'm gonna kind of like mess up the quote here but it's like i never thought i would be able to to parent like that so, you know, like letting your kids be who they are and enjoying their company and being a, like that parent that is involved and loves your kids and lets them be who they are and do the things que les nace, you know? Um And she's like, I never thought I could, you know, I could enjoy being a parent like that until I, that it was possible until I saw you do it, you know? And, and she told Pink that and Pink's like, that Beautiful. really made me feel like, oh man. And for me, you mentioned the, you know, the, the moments that we focus are on the bad. And I'm like, man, there's times where I'm like, you know, I, I, I'll lose it on my kids and I try not to. And at the end of the day, I'm like, I just, I hope I, they know that I love them so much more than I do, you know, focus on the correcting them, you know? Just like if you if you're not a parent yet, you can parent, you know, the way you want to parent in the sense of what works for you. You do things based on what works for you.
1: Is there not devil worshipping ex cons? <laughs> 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 as long as they're not, and they're not draggies and
2: you know, no, and some people like, might you know, say like, some people we
1: might get a comment that says there's nothing wrong with devil worshipping. You're judging those people. I don't know, but like you can parent how you want. As just, long as your love. book,
2: that's for you. Right? On yeah. your book, you're like this is yeah. what I wouldn't be yeah. okay with.
1: Yeah. So I, mean, I feel that with parenting,
2: as long with other like we were just talking. I know we switch topics, but it all goes back to the same thing, right? It's the random episode. It is. No no one, you know, with our families, we don't talk about parenting. Our parents were figuring it out too. In our families, we don't talk about, you know, like the hardships. It's just like, oh, you're doing great. And okay, muy bien. That's it. You know, like we don't talk about all these other things, the money, the sex, all these other things. So it's like, we need that. We need that support. We need, we need someone to help us realize that we're okay. We're okay. We're not, there's nothing wrong with us and that we can figure things out. We just needed someone to like be our champion in that case. I know I mentioned it before. And I, and it's, you know, we bring up a lot of this because it's like, we believe in it. We do believe yeah. that when we have the right guidance that we can do the things we want to do and accomplish them.
1: That's so. the tip of the day. Be the first, like have the confidence to be the first that does hire the maid and who cares what they say. And be the first that says to your child, if you believe this, and that's our hope that you're open-minded, marry who you want. We don't care how they identify with their ethnicity is. Marry who you want. Like be the first. It's going to take, work. It's going to take support and guidance because sometimes you have to break away and be judged and toxic family members will hold you down. It is pride month after all, still we're recording this in June and it's going to take a lot of courage for you to be the first to say to an older person yeah. that it's okay. Like my kids can live what they want or it's okay. I can spend my money on a gardener. It's okay. Mom and dad, like, and I know we won't want you to do that respectfully, but have the courage to be the first. That's going to be the tip of the day. That's right. That's
0: right. I'll save my chola story for like the next random episode because it's, you know, it's a funny one. But I did want to <laughs> say, I, wa- I didn't want to say because, you know, it's it's the summer. People are out and about and it, it's the random episode. But I this was like one of my th- points that I wanted to mention is que, que se sigan cuidando. I know uh, I was telling the girls, Verona and Irene earlier that. Yesterday, I went to the Giants game, and everybody was like, it was packed, first of all. Mm-hmm. And people were just out and about, sin las máscaras. I mean, I think the honor system, who knows if they're vaccinated?
2: Girls, con no mi one. mascara.
0: I know, yo ya con mi máscara, with my level of Latina, um, level of Latina yeah, mask, yeah, mind yeah. you. Hey, representing. Pero sí, la, you know, I remember Paula, también te digo, es la observativa de las dos. She's like, mami, ya se acabó el virus? She asked that yesterday it's you know it's not it's not over the pandemic's not over it's just people have been vaccinated and so there's more protection but i think we still need to be safe and use masks when there's a lot of people because we don't know if they're vaccinated mm-hmm. and again it's like the honor system but who knows because there's a lot of people and we know that are anti-vax and you know cada quien sus opiniones but at the end of the day it was a hard year so like let's let's remember that and so no you know no se ha acabado el virus it's still here but we're being careful yes we're going back to our normal lives of going out but bueno si se, si se oh you know t- let's be mindful and let's be careful for ourselves for our younger ones and our, our elder ones
2: amen to that yes i say thanks for bringing you know full circle you know it's not just you in this world we're all in it together let's care for each other. If we want changes to be made, we need to take other people into consideration too. It's not just about us. So with that, I think, yeah, we had a lot of things we wanted to share. Our conversation was like, great. But then yes, it's a random show. So we will go everywhere and anywhere. And right now, you know, thankfully today we didn't talk about food, but I'm watching Irene bite into her burger and I want one so bad right now. You know, I'm hungry <laughs> in and out baby. Yeah, looks so delicious. So for everyone that tuned in today, if if it was your first time listening to our episode, thank you for giving us a shot. We hope you got a little bit of insight of who we are, what we do, what we love, and all the things that we work for to live this life guilt-free, vivirla bien and enjoy it. And, you know, work hard to do the things that we want to do that we love to do. So thank you, everyone, to our listeners. Thanks again for uh, showing up for us. And if you have any ideas or any topics you want us to discuss, please feel free to send those in to us. You can send them to us on Instagram, Facebook, or our email. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Level La Latina. You can find us on Twitter at Latina underscore up. Or you can send us an email if there's just something that, you know, you want to discuss or maybe, Hey, I don't agree with you ladies on this. Go ahead. We're open for the conversation. Send us an email to admin at level of Latina.com. And if you are also looking to have a hot girl summer with some curly girl hair, let's do it. Find yourself some products at Rizos curls. And if you decide to buy any products on their website, use our promo code L U L all capitals. And that helps us help women looking to get coaching but are low resource low income and um, it helps us provide the coaching for them and level them up in every aspect of their life so check it out and thank you again everyone gracias. we love you all gracias muchachas for sharing your stories gracias and, y la próxima vez va a ser una buena platica también next time we might be in time. In stay November. tuned baby that's true stay tuned next time lairena is gonna
0: be tuning in from abroad.
2: We have mm. so much to talk about.
0: I'm going to awesome. go eat papitas con chile limo. Mm-hmm. okay. Thank you everybody. <laughs> Nos My husband
2: don't don't eat your food cold. Bye guys. Just deep Love you. It. Love you. Love you. Yeah.
1: Love you. Happy month. Pride month.